This is episode number 140. Going into conversations without expectations with Mel McSherry. Welcome. My name is Ola Glohid, and this is the Overcoming Outs podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make two brief announcements. First one being regarding our weekly calls called Courageous Conversations. These are conversations that take place every single Saturday, last about one hour to an hour and a half, starting at 9 a.m. Central Time, hosted through Zoom. This is something that we started seven to eight weeks ago with the intention of creating a space for our community members to better connect with who they are and others within this particular tribe. If you would like to know more details about how to join any of these calls or want to know more information on any of the upcoming topics, go ahead and leave us a message through our website to which we'll respond with all the details that you are seeking answers to. The second announcement that I would like to make is in regard to our upcoming event called Survive to Thrive. This is a virtual experience that we're putting together that is going to last Saturday and Sunday on July 25th and July 26th. Our goal is to create an experience where we can all connect more to who we are on an individual level as well as connect as a collective. This is an experience that we're going to put together that's going to feature speakers from all over the world as well as breakout sessions for you to develop courage to share your own story. For more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash events. Now, let's get back to the show. Conversations are a chance to really get to know people, but they also give us a chance to learn more about ourselves. In joining conversations without having preconceived assumptions, we're given a space to really explore and develop connections. In this episode, Mel McSherry discusses why being open-minded when coming into conversations can help us really learn more about others and ourselves. By going beyond surface-level questions or focusing on things like job titles, we are able to really dive deep into people's minds as well as our own souls with a multi-level conversation. Without further ado, please welcome Mel McSherry. Mel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Oleg. It's great to be here. Absolutely. I'm glad that you and I were able to connect with. This has been a couple of weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. through um, the Facebook group that we're mutually a part of. And I'll, I'll never forget that conversation where you and I were able to just immediately off the bat somehow met each other's energy at a point where we completely skipped the whole introduction phase that you typically do to any conversation. And, and that's where I knew that there was something within the connection and just the understanding that we have of life and maybe where we are. There was just mm-hmm. so much to be learned from that experience. And so I really wanted to share the space with you on this particular show. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was it was very refreshing to have mm-hmm. that. And I think I said this when we were chatting of, you know, we, I don't even think we said, hi, my name is Mel. It no. was just 
oh, what do you think about this? And we just started this complete <laughs> discussion and it was so great. And like I said, refreshing to have that connection and to find it and as well as trust it to keep having that conversation without feeling like, oh shit, we have to go back to, but what do you do? Like, yeah. it, it was, it was so, yeah, it was just so great to have that connection with you. And I'm, I'm so excited to, to continue this, this conversation mm-hmm. in this, in this partnership. Well, I think there's a lot to be said when you're looking for depth on an individual level, you're going to, it's one of those things where it goes mm-hmm. back to that phrase, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing that I think mm-hmm. if you ask the universe or whatever the source that you view as that higher form of knowledge, it's mm-hmm. going to present you with other opportunities within this time and the space that we share mm-hmm. where you can experience those things. And so yeah. it, I, I, I look at every conversation as it, it takes its own unique form, mm-hmm. but having the thing that we experience where we completely bypass this whole thing of what do you do for a living? How do you make an income? How do you support yourself? Your and we just got, How good exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we, we got straight to, I think who we were yeah. at, at our heart and at our core. And I think that was a very amazing for me, it was an amazing feeling to experience to know that there's someone else within this world and that I'm not alone along this journey. I think a lot of that has to do too with having that, being open and coming to conversations without an end game or expectation. Mm -hmm. I think that's, especially when we have these, you know, getting to know you coffees or getting to know you phone calls on a business level, we lose that side of it. It's, it's more straight to, so tell me what you do. Tell me your story, blah, blah, blah. And you know, when you have, cause you're trying to get to an end game and trying to figure out why you're even on the phone, what even right. is the purpose of this conversation? And that leaves you closed off to so much. And I always come to every conversation, you know, before I hop on a coffee or a phone call with anybody of, you know, I, I'm just super excited to meet them and I'm just going to let things fall as they may. And I'm just going to go along with the conversation. Cause that's, that's when beautiful things like this happen so mm-hmm. quickly is because you've just left yourself open without any expectation, without any game plan, you know, it's just coming to it more from an open, um, intentional space. Mm-hmm. And something else that I want to add on briefly to what you just said, as far as this concept of coming into conversations with no expectations or assumptions, this took, this takes time. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you wake up with it one day and no. it's like, okay, I'm going to go into this dialogue with right. no expectation of what's going to come from it. This yeah. takes years and years of cultivating knowledge and putting it into practice on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, that when I was able to finally get to a point where I can enter conversations with no expectation, Mm -hmm. but rather just a space to explore, Mm -hmm. your world changes 10 or 20x because Mm -hmm. then you begin to see each other beyond the particular job title, beyond the role that you have within the society, but rather you, that's where I think you are able to really harness the entire power of who you are and your network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree. So there's a lot to be said, but I had a chance to briefly know who you are and understand your story, but I know a lot of our listeners haven't. So I have to ask you this question in order for our listeners to better understand who you are. And that mm-hmm. is when you get asked that question, which I'm sure happens multiple times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. How do you choose to answer that? Uh, well, that's a great question. You know, I 
well, you know, I started out, I, I have a message that I love to share. And mm -hmm. I think that is definitely one thing that is this, that people don't necessarily do. They go straight into a title and straight into like, this is what I do. And this is who I am. And they're very, um, either shortened to the point or just very vague about it. Um, so when people ask me what I do, I say, I work with women business owners who are exhausted and overwhelmed by everything that they think they need to do to be successful. And I show them how to prioritize their time, their profit avenues and themselves correctly. So every single day they're creating what they want in the time that they have. And, you know, if I want to get technical with it, then my title is I am an international <laughs> business development coach and speaker and founder of Better Than Before. But I always like to start off with my message because I want people to know who I work with and, and, and the things that I love to do. Because from there, I, I, I vet out people or people vet themselves out without mm -hmm. me having to again, like do that poking and prodding and small, I don't like small talk. I think we talked mm -hmm. about this too. Like I, I, I go to networking events and instead of asking people, what do you do? My first question, which throws them off every single time is what inspired you to come here today? And people are like, and they, some of them still start off with, well, I'm a financial planner and I do this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And then they finally kind of get into the reason why, but even those little, you know, those little shifts of just, at, you know, using that space and using that time to be like, I want to get to know you better. So what inspired you to come here today? Because I don't really care what you do, but mm -hmm. it's part of, you know, again, it's, it's not who you are. It's what you do. Yeah. So getting to know that deeper level. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my story. I'm also a divorced mom. Um, I've been a business owner for 10 years and you know, I, there's a lot of different layers to me, but at the end of the day with introducing myself and using my message, I, I love that that is something that I can start off conversations with. And that is still getting to know me on a deeper level because it just shares my passions and, and my purpose. There's a lot that you just said that I think would be worthwhile to dissect. And one of the things that you mentioned is something that I resonate with quite a bit. And that's the small talk. And mm -hmm. I think finding depth, I, in fact, I remember this moment as if it was yesterday, two, three or four years ago, I started to get into this space, what I once upon a time viewed as self-help, but later on, I realized that it's more about self-awareness. Mm. And what I've learned is when I started, when I first picked up the book, Thinking Grow Rich and read it cover to cover, it changed mm -hmm. my life completely. Mm -hmm. It changed my perspective. It changed my view of the world. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, I'll never forget how almost every single conversation I would have, I was genuinely interested in the why. Mm -hmm. Why are you the way that you are? Why do yeah. you do this the way that you do? And I remember this in some of the conversations I would have and those that were surrounding me that knew me would tell me this piece of feedback that, hey, people are not ready for this question. People are not ready for it. You're going straight. You're bypassing right. steps one through 10 and you're going step 46. Instead of first journey. date, this is like date 12, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's where I realized that just some people are just not comfortable or maybe they're not at that particular phase of their life. And so I'm curious to know from your perspective, when did that curiosity evolve that you wanted to go beyond the surface mm -hmm. level and really get into the depth of that individual experience. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if I can actually, I can pinpoint the exact moment, but it definitely mm-hmm. was a progression that started with me learning more about myself and how I work and how I think and why do I think the way that I think and, you know, personal development, same as you, the first book I read from cover to cover um, was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Mm. And that was the first time I'd read anything personal development wise. Cause I, before then thought personal development was just, you know, hug strangers, high five yourself in a mirror, like <laughs> stuff that didn't resonate with me. I'm like, I don't need that. I'm fine. Um, but when I realized it's so much deeper than that, the journey really started with myself. And then from there, I realized I'd always been a very naturally nosy person, mm-hmm. but I'd never really had the confidence to ask those questions. And so it was finding ways for myself of how to ask them to people without being abrasive or without the why, right? So my, my friends now laugh when I'm curious about the process of something or I'm curious on how somebody came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, why do you think that? Because people get very defensive. Mm-hmm. My go-to question is, interesting, walk me through that. And my friends are always like, well, here we go. Like, <laughs> she's going for it now. But even people that I've never met before, again, some of them aren't really sure how to answer and they instantly just go on the defense because that's a, a, just a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. But for others, it's actually been probably the quickest way for me to get to know strangers because people like to talk about their processes for the most part. Like they want to explain why they know. And a lot of times we don't give them, we as a, as a collective don't give them that space because we're already trying to think of the response or to prove that they're wrong or like the reaction of it. I genuinely am fascinated AF by how people think. So I really want to know, like, walk me through it. How did you get to that thing? Cause I could learn something new, which mm-hmm. could shift my percep- perception. And then I could pay that forward to somebody else. Or I just know there's a different perspective out there. That's different than mine. However, that's, you know, that's what they're sticking to and do it to it. Like bless and release, you know? So I think, it, again, it just came from getting more confident in myself, what makes me tick. And that's why I love coaching, because I can do that with my clients. So I can ask them those deeper questions and we can facilitate those discussions. Because, you know, everything inside of you, you have everything inside of you to answer the soul of your call or the call of your soul. Mm-hmm. You just have to find it. And that's what I love to help people do is just discover it through a facilitated discussion. I just finished reading a book called Never Split the Difference with Chris Boss. I just put that in my Amazon mm-hmm. cart. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing because it, it breaks down as far as not only the formulated responses that we make when it comes to just different conversations, but also the importance of asking questions, not from the why perspective. Why did you do this, especially after a mistake? Because yeah. it does people, it does put people on the, on the defense mm-hmm. and makes them feel like, well, I already made the mistake. Now I'm making a mistake again by explaining what the mistake right. was. And I got to relive that embarrassment through <laughs> exactly. vocalization. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think in the way that he framed it was asking the what or the how, mm-hmm. what made you do this or how were you feeling when you made that particular decision? Because there's so much that I think impacts our decisions and also how we approach people within a conversation. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've learned throughout this experience is that even though I am much more in tune with who I am and what I'm trying to pursue as far as different levels of depth within a particular conversation, Mm -hmm. it still becomes a challenge to connect with people. And the reason why is because 
there has been so much um, almost conditioning and the norm for how people connect. Mm -hmm. And that's oftentimes when you connect. And I was like this for many, many years. I would connect and my, the first thing on my mind is, when do I have that ask? When do I have that ask for the yeah. reason for why I'm connecting? Yeah. But that most often people don't operate from that. People want to get to know you before they can actually support you along your journey. Definitely. And I think we do, I, I love networking. And this is something that I talk about a lot and also something that I work on with my clients because I think networking, quote unquote, has gotten such a bad rap because you get those one or two people that just ruin it for the rest of us, right? Mm -hmm. You get those people that just want to shove the business card in your face, tell, them, tell you every single offering that they can do, blah, 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 blah. And to me, networking is my favorite thing because again, naturally nosy, love to meet new people. And I come at it with that of, I don't walk into a room going, okay, how many people am I going to sell to today? Mm -hmm. I walk into the room going, how many people do I get to know today? Like how many people do I get to, you know, and I think that helps being an extro extroverted introvert with preserving my energy as well of, okay, mm -hmm. what conversations do I know are being profitable to me mentally and emotionally? Because that's what networking is truly all about is making these connections and growing your circle and having these brilliant partnerships that have nothing, you know, it, it's not one-sided. It's not purely profitable, but like, you know, uh, money focused. It's just having these great outlets that can help you expand as a person personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I do make networking in my own way an important part of my routine because I just love to get to know people. And when I reframe it that way with my clients and helping them create that message, so they can start the conversation off a little bit more. I think authentically has now just been used so much, but I can't think of any other good word right now. But start <laughs> off from that, you know, that, that not, not really vulnerable, but just really that clear, authentic space of this is who I am. This is who I work with. This is my passion. Your turn. And then, you know, you can kind of start it off on more of a, of a multi-level conversation instead of super, instead of superficial. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a big difference between what you just said, as far as approaching a networking event from who do I get to meet and who do I get to have conversations with mm -hmm. versus how many sales do I make. And the reason why I say it is because it just made me think of the difference between surface level and depth. Mm -hmm. And one of the beauties within for, for my, based on my experience from seeking depth is that the, the relationship you develop within that can help you in so many other ways moving forward versus mm -hmm. I think the surface level, as far as this is what I'm doing at this particular moment mm -hmm. only serves you for that time being. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. where I think for me, seeking out depth has made the most sense because I just understood that whatever the project, whatever the vision you're working on now may not be the same one five or 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. So if I get to know you mm -hmm. on a deep level, mm -hmm. you might be that missing link that I need with whatever the project that I have 20 years down from now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think we are all such a instantaneous culture, right? We need everything to either, you know, lose 30 pounds in 30 days or make 10 K in 10 minutes. And that's all that a lot of entrepreneurs or just people in general are looking for. They're just looking for that person who can fix the right now, who can be what they need to be right now. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with you. I, I love just developing relationships because they're, they're the ones that have helped me be the, the success that I have been so far and will continue to 
to be in my own right because I, I know that everybody comes into your life for a reason. They always come at it at the right time, whether that's instantly presented to you or you figure it out five to 10 years later. But it's when you give it that right to be that, that deep and to give it that time to develop and to grow with it, any relationship, personal or professional, that's when that consistency and that, that profitability, and when I use profitability, I mean it threefold, mentally, emotionally, and financially, that's when that really comes about. Because you could go after everybody with who's going to make me money faster, mm-hmm. and you could make that money super fast, but then you'd also be a miserable cow and you not know, enjoy it. So why wouldn't you want to be profitable in all areas you know, in parallel as you're continuing to, to grow these relationships and grow what you want to grow? Mm-hmm. Can you break down briefly the process that you take in developing these relationships intentionally? Like what's the, what's the first message that you send? And I'm, I'm, it sounds like it's not a canned message. It's more about person's work or connection or something that resonated with you. What, yeah. what do you do? So I love virtual coffees. I know this is now the, the, the new thing, but I've been doing it for, you know, four years. Um, Zoom and I have been in a relationship for a long time. <laughs> but, I, you know, I started doing it first because I'm, I'm a primary caregiver to an eight-year-old. So my time is very limited and traveling to places just took too much time. So I switched to pure virtual meetings, like I said, about three years ago. So I typically reach out to say, I would love to get to know you. I love X, Y, Z about you, or, or maybe you and I have had some DMs through Instagram or we keep liking each other's stuff on Instagram. I think you're brilliant. I would love to have coffee with you. How about a virtual coffee? And that virtual coffee for me is a pure getting to know you. And it comes again with no expectations. It comes with nothing else except I think this person is fucking fascinating and I really want to get some of their like juiciness, right? Mm-hmm. So And then from there, it just develops on how it develops. I mean, with us, it developed into this awesome opportunity to be on your podcast. And who knows what else it's going to turn into as we keep, you know, getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten clients from that. I've gotten best friends. I've gotten accountability partners. I've, you know, it's so I always come at it as pure. I want to get to know you first. And then I'll go for the ask when I know what that is for me right Mm. or hopefully they would do that when they get to know me they'll come at me with the ask that is aligned with our conversation and how i can truly support and help them Mm -hmm. um but it always comes from that 100 percent pure space of i just want to get to know you Mm -hmm. and you never know the other thing that it made me think of is you never know which portion of that ask the person can help you with Mm -hmm. that's where i think leaving it open and understanding mm-hmm. who is this person to begin mm-hmm. with and where can they assist me along this, this quest of mine to mm-hmm. achieve or pursue X, Y, and Z instead of, I think, boxing them in and saying, okay, well, you can't help me in this one. Therefore, right. you can't be a value moving forward. Right. And to be fair, I've had coffees with some phenomenal people and that's all it ever was, was just a great coffee. We still like each other's stuff on Instagram or Facebook or what have you or share things on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But it just... That's, that's the capacity of that relationship. And that's okay too. Not everything has to have a full picture. Not everything has to have this full plan behind it or around it. It could just be, I met a badass person today and we just had a half hour coffee and there you go. Like, cool. There's a cool person in this world. I like that, mm-hmm. you know? 
it reminds me of something I wrote about yesterday and I was reading uh, Seth Godin's book and there's a line in it where he says, not everyone wants what you want. Amen. And it's so true. And yep. I think in, in particular to the connections that we tr- aspire to make in this world is that that person may not want the same exact dream that you want. Mm-hmm. And I think the beauty and one of the challenges of entrepreneurship that I've learned and trying to implement on a daily basis is that when you get people to join your team on your mission or your vision, it's not so much about converting them solely to that particular cause. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, it's about how do you develop a safe enough space where you can, yes, help progress whatever it is that both of you are working towards as a collective, mm-hmm. but also how do you support that person's dream? Mm-hmm. Because that person's dream doesn't have to be my dream. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of what I've experienced challenges happen is that when we're so focused on our own individual dream, and but we don't create the space for the other person to dream their own dreams as well. Agreed. Yeah, it's, yeah. Having, having that one-sidedness is not helpful to anyone and it's damaging everything. I mean, if you just have, if you're trying to force people, it's, it's, you know, you can take it back to anything, whether it's the people are trying to force you to listen to one religion or do one thing. Like Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody reacts well to somebody telling you what you have to do. And you know, not everybody, and I share this too, like not everybody deserves your full story. So even just in that regards of having these coffees with people or having these, you know, these conversations, letting it be what it is and coming again, coming at it with no expectations, but just who's this person? Is there an ask? If not cool. And that's one of the things why I love also just connecting other people. Like one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do is like, I don't know anything about this, but because I network and have all these virtual copies, I know this person, this person, this person, I'm going to introduce you because that's what I can do to support Mm -hmm. you in this. And I absolutely love connecting people together in a very, um, like, uh, I don't want to use authentic again. I don't know why that keeps popping up, (laughs) just in a very like true form and just Mm -hmm. like, and, and when I do introduce somebody to somebody else, those people know I'm doing it for a good purpose. Like I'm not just throwing out referrals. I'm not just throwing out connections. Everybody takes that to light to heart because they know that I am filtering and I'm making sure that I am utilizing their time and their energy to this person. This is the right person to, to use it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's that as well as I might not be the, the, the right person. I might know some other people though. And if not, I will keep my ear out. And as soon as some, I put the two and two together, you are going to get an, you know, an intro in your email. Mm -hmm. In relation to connections, what are your thoughts on burning bridges? (laughs) Some are meant to be burned. Um, (laughs) You know, honestly, I don't even know. I love that question. This is why I love talking to you. Hmm. I don't even know if you can truly... Here's about, actually, let me say this. Here's the thing about burning bridges. You Mm -hmm. can always rebuild it. Like it might be done for right now, but there may be, there may come a time where you just need to build it. And it's just going to be like way stronger than it was before. So I really don't believe that you, me personally, that you can just cut something out of your life and it just never affects you again. Or, you know, you bless and release and it never, you never learn something or never comes back to you in some form or another. 
So for people who think that they can just burn bridges and, and let go and never think of it again, that's, that's great. I don't think that's true. I think it's mm -hmm. always going to come back at some point as either a lesson or a moment of reflection of like, oh, fuck, no, I don't want to do that again. Like mm -hmm. this is starting to repeat itself. Um, so I don't really think you can burn any bridges for me personally. But to me, there's always some space if it's healthy and needed to come back to it and try to rebuild it if necessary. Nobody, even if you told me to like, you know, the worst things ever and you came back to me 10 years later, recognizing it and having a really great open conversation, I will start with you where you are now and we'll move on. Like mm -hmm. that's just who I am. And I think that's just such a better way to use your energy than to completely deny that something happened or somebody happened and just burn the bridge and move on. Cause that's never how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And I think that concept, the reason why I ask it is because I've been genuinely curious about how it works and how it manifests itself because there's so many variables that are also unknown. I mean, the whole concept of how people come into your life for a moment, a, a reason or a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I completely butchered that saying, but, that, no, but I got you, you. <laughs> you get the point. And it's, it's the same exact thing is that we don't know what that duration that the person came into your life for. Mm -hmm. And so it, it may be perceived as a burned bridge as far as what did I say? What did I do? Why did, mm -hmm. why is this person no longer reaching out to me? But yet there's so much that's unknown. And the Great. thing that I like about what you just said, as far as in a situation where you do recognize that you might have burned a bridge, mm -hmm. identifying it with a lesson learned. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from that? Mm -hmm. What did that person help you see about yourself mm -hmm. and that particular connection that you can take moving forward? Because you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. If you don't, in my opinion and, and in my experience, if I don't identify that thing with a lesson learned mm -hmm. and I just allow it to flowly free from here on out, mm -hmm. it's going to appear in other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen in other relationships mm -hmm. in other people that you meet. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes difficult because then it becomes harder to identify why is this happening? Mm -hmm. So you get farther and farther away from the origin of the initial problem. Right. And a lot of the times it's, you know, instead of taking it upon ourselves to see what we can learn and grow from it, we personify it to somebody else like, well, it's because they were like this or they did this, or this mm -hmm. is, you know, what they said. You have no control over that. Lord knows what they're learning. If anything, from you, from the exact same experience you were in, but you know how you can handle it. You know how you can react to it, what you want to take away from it. And at the end of the day, all of your situations, all of your relationships have a common denominator, and that is you. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you can take away so you, know, you can either better, uh, you know, better uh, have, have better conversations, better you know, express your needs, wants, and mm -hmm. expectations? You know, what can you learn for yourself so then you can make the situation better for yourself, which is going to bring in better people and better opportunities for you. Mm -hmm. So much of it is, I think, about getting more connected to who you are. Definitely. <clears throat> because whatever the connections I think you have with other people, it's almost like a, a mirror of how you view yourself internally and the connection mm -hmm. that you have. So if you feel disconnected inside, 
no wonder why you may experience the feeling of mm-hmm. being disconnected to other people. Yeah, because nobody's going to bring bring that truly into light for yourself. You might get support and people facil- having great facilitating questions or discussions where you're just like, ooh, that mm-hmm. is great. I'll sit with that for a moment. Like they can definitely help you find, you know, the call of your soul, but you're the one who has it. So until you really take a minute and identify like, you know, what, how, how does this work for me? What do I want? What does this even look like? Or what am I struggling with? Like just having some time with yourself. And I think right now with this current environment, how all of us have had more time to ourselves, whether we mm-hmm. want to or not, it's been a very interesting, I hope has been a very interesting and eye-opening moment for people to give themselves that permission to sit with themselves as scary as that might be. And as unknown as that might be, because they, and by they, I mean myself as well. I definitely was guilty in the past of just working, 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 working and bypassing all of the personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that would magically go away and have it biting me in the ass and having to just take a moment and go, okay, I need to sit with this and I mm-hmm. need to identify what I know this is for right now and what, you know, what do I then now need to ask help for? Who do I ask for this help? Um, so it, it's, I hope people are utilizing this time to sit with that and just really sell, you know, have a little bit deeper self discovery with, with who they are and what they want and, and putting that into, you know, action as we come out of this at some point, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slightly different topic, but I think it's in connection to what you just said. And that is, did you have a struggle asking for help? Oh God. Yes, I still do. It's, it's a constant struggle for me. And it's funny. I was just talking to a colleague about this. First, it was personal life. I was a very, and I still am a very independent child. Um, I am the, I have an older brother, two and a half years older. And then I also grew up with three older boy cousins. So I was the only girl. And so I was like, I could not be the girl, right? I had to be the independent. I can do it. My mom's ongoing joke is when I was little, I used to say, ling along me. I do it. Leave me alone. (laughs) I got this. And I stuck to that for the longest time. I mean, probably up until three years ago. Mm. Um, So to my mid thirties. And I thought it was a badge of strength. I thought it was a badge of honor. I thought it was like this. I can do it. It's cool. You know, when I got divorced, I was like, it's fine. I could build a business and raise a Mm. child. And then my son was diagnosed as autistic. It's fine. I got this. Just one more thing. And it wasn't until I really had a moment with myself of like, okay, building these businesses, I'm miserable. I'm exhausted. I'm poor. Like what is wrong? I'm doing all of these right things. And it was because I was still putting all of these things first and never really connecting to who I am, what I Mm. really wanted and what that really looked like. Mm -hmm. And through personal development started, you know, strengthening that relationship with myself. I've definitely gotten a lot better at it. I'm Mm. definitely not perfect at it, but it was a very empowering moment for myself to ask for help and not get the rebuttal that I thought I was going to get of what you mean you can't do this on your own or you know that look of oh you poor little weak woman Mm -hmm. um you know those things that you just kind of built up in your head and in fact I got the exact opposite everybody and their mother has been like yeah what do you need I got you great let's do this and it's just been nothing but this amazing um support that I knew I had but never really implemented and since I've been implementing it I mean everything is just completely different in such a great way 
Isn't it interesting the story that we create in our mind when oh, it comes God, yeah. to around when it comes to this concept of asking for help? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember the narratives that I would go through my head. They can't help, or they're going to think of me differently. Right? Or they're I'm no longer going to be a part or, of my support. I don't want to be a burden. That was exactly. my big one. I don't want to be a burden. Like mm-hmm. you've got enough on your plate. I'll be fine. I don't want to be a burden. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said in asking for help. And what I've learned and I'm learning is that putting a certain ceiling when it comes to that help on an individual just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. If you need help, you need help. And Mm -hmm. I think if you've had a good enough connection with that individual where you feel safe in making the decision to ask for help, I think that's the best thing that I can do. Mm -hmm. And so there's really what I begin to understand at this point in my life is that there's no time frame on what it means to have a deep connection. You and I connected. This is our second time. And I felt like I've known you for 10 or 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> not, not 50. I haven't lived that long yet. Half of 50. <laughs> we had a past life. You never know. We could have had a past life. Exactly. And so I think there's something to be said that if you need help, you need help. Mm-hmm. And just making the decision to ask because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to come out of it. And 99% of the time, you're going to receive the help. It just may come in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still coming with that openness and non-expectation of it. Like, you know your want, and you can definitely express your need, your want, your expectation. But you, there are two people in this conversation, and they might have their own need, want, expectation, or limitation. Mm-hmm. So the same thing of the ask that you have they may not they may not be able to fulfill it all the way but they can help you in enough to where either you can then find that next person to then fill in that next gap or you strengthen something that you didn't know you had and you are that person that fills in that gap but it always comes from you know you can't do this alone whatever you're doing i mean life in general you can't do life alone you can't mm-hmm. build a business alone you can't be a parent alone you know, it takes a village. That's a quote that just applies to everything because you only have so much strength. You only, you only have so much capacity, energy, bandwidth, whatever you want to call it. And that's why it is so important to have these beautiful um, relationships and partnerships to where you can be like, I know I feel comfortable with this person to ask for this. And I know their capacity or they'll vocalize to me their capacity. Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to at least, you know, get what I need to continue to move forward and continue to process or be or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that you said within that. The first thing that stands out is no one gets there alone. Mm -hmm. Whatever there looks like for you, Mm -hmm. it's, it's unique because you get to choose that Mm -hmm. and then you get to pursue it. But the concept that you do need other people. And there's always, even if you think about any journey that you've had in life that, that I've had in my, in my life, I'll speak from my perspective there's always someone else opening the door, mm-hmm. even in situations where you're not in, even aware. Mm-hmm. Five years down the road, there's someone else that has opened the door for you. Yeah. For you to walk through it. You just mm-hmm. haven't met that right person that can help you guide you to where that door may be. Mm-hmm. But I think there's always someone in front of you that's paving the way. And always. it's when you take action that you can find that thing. And the other thing that I wanted to point out is in asking for help, yes you may not always get the desired help that you have. But I think 
the internal help that you're getting as far as mm-hmm. building your confidence, mm-hmm. getting more clarity, mm-hmm. or the approach that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Those are all helpful things that you can take moving forward. Yep, most definitely. Mel, what is the best way that people can get in touch with your work, anything that you're doing? Do you have any projects coming up that people can I have a lot of projects. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually have a brand new website that should be launching by the end of this month, Mm melmcsherry.com. I'm really excited about this whole new new brand and whole new phase of my business. Um, And I'm actually currently working on a book that will delve more into my story as well as how I help um, women business owners prioritize their time and profit avenues in themselves. Um, that should be published by the end of this year. So I definitely have a lot of things that people need to stay tuned for. Um, but I would say probably the best way to really get to know me is Instagram. Um, I'm very consistent there. I'm on stories. I always tell people, if you want to get to know Mel in a glass box, that's Instagram Hmm. stories. Cause I want to be that. I want to be that transparent with people of what it's really like to be a divorced mom to a special needs kid who's building a business and is now currently in COVID. Um, the last thing I would want is for anybody to be like, oh, she so has her shit together and she's so perfect. I'm like, yeah, fucking bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, stay tuned. Go to melmcsherry.com. Um, it'll be up soon. Right now, I have a really great landing page and you can send me your emails so then you can stay up to date on those. Um, but definitely Instagram. So it's at mel underscore McSherry. And mm. yeah, but this was so great. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. Thank you for connecting and thank you for bringing the energy that you bring every single time. It's it's amazing to experience that on the other end and also be able to meet you on whatever frequency I'm at. And it's it, I think there's so much beauty to be said within that when you can connect with people like that. Couldn't agree more. And thank you for thank you for saying that. That was very nice of you. And I, I definitely agree when you do have such a great synergy with somebody that you've only talked to now twice and not even <laughs> any like pre-stalking, like we didn't even mm-hmm. do any pre, you know, liking on Instagram or Facebook or anything. It was just pure like, hey, let's have a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is such a beautiful thing. And I highly, you know, it's just another example of why coming to these spaces just no expectations and just really wanting to get to know somebody can turn into such a beautiful thing that you couldn't even plan if you wanted to. Couldn't agree with you more. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review so more people can reach all of these amazing stories. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.